This is the Block Hash Podcast. Hi guys, it's Monday, March 4th, and today I want to talk about 5G and how that is going to be coupled with blockchain and how 5G is going to positively and negatively affect uh, the, the global economy and here at home in the US. Uh, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things. Uh, I kind of want to jump into what that is and explain uh, statistically and from studies why it, it could be a bad thing too. I think it's important to explore both sides of it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I do have one update for today. The Well, I just put out a video on YouTube uh, about the Satoshi sequence. Uh, it's a fun little POV promo video. Uh, hopefully it reaches a bunch of people. Go check it out um, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we do a lot of stuff there. Okay, so let's kind of jump into it. So what is 5G exactly? So... To understand 5G, especially for people that aren't very tech savvy, let's go back to the very beginning. Um, 5G stands for fifth generation. Uh, so let's go back to 1G, first generation. So 1G, we saw with the first analog cell phones. When, they, when the first analog cell phone came out, we had 1G cell reception. We had 1G um, towers. So... From there, we went to 2G. 2G brought us SMS, text messages, and voicemail. It was a little bit better. It made cell phones go from this big analog device to something that we could use with a little bit more functionality. Then we leaped from 2G to 3G. 3G brought us web browsing. It brought us GPS location tracking, uh, photo sharing, file sharing, uh, 3G essentially gave rise to what the smartphone was going to become. It gave rise to smartphones and made smartphones uh, practical. So you can already see how uh, 3G created infrastructure, a foundation for new technology, for smartphone technology, which would not uh, be able to function and operate today if it wasn't for 3G. From 3G, we leapt to 4G. So 4G brought what we have today. It brought deep web functionality, uh, allows us to use applications such as FaceTime. It allows for faster file sharing. And 4G is built for the smartphone. 3G brought us a smartphone. 4G made the smartphone essentially what it is today. We use 4G today. That's why everything feels so efficient when you use a phone and while why the iPhone has been so dominant and it's given emergence to apps and to all kinds of different communications in and out of your cellular device. So from 4G, we're now making a leap to 5G. So 5G is going to be the biggest jump we've had and it's going to allow some pretty spectacular stuff to happen. 5G is going to give us the ability to automate our cars. It's going to give us smart communities. It's going to empower the Internet of Things, IoT. 
it's going to empower AR, VR, AI, um, for those that don't know the acronyms, augmented reality, virtual reality, artificial intelligence. It's going to help with drones, et cetera, et cetera, and blockchain. We'll get to that as well, which is the whole point of this. Um, so in terms of speed, 5G is roughly 20 times faster than 4G. So when you break it down and you look at those speeds, um, I just finished reading the book called Ninja Future, which is a very, very good book by Gary Shapiro. I highly recommend that you guys check that book out and read it. Um, in his book, he was talking about 5G and I want to quote a sentence from that book. Um, so it takes, so a two and a half hour video takes about a couple minutes to download if you have 4G LTE um, or a high internet speed nowadays in the city, um, which is not bad, but that's 4G. 5G is going to take a two and a half hour video you download um, from a couple minutes to like seconds, six seconds, five seconds, like insanely quick. Speeds like that really ramp up efficiency. They really get um, the IoT of things, the, the Internet of Things, IoT, um, integrated into society. It really speeds up the way we use technology and how our lives function. And that's a very big difference when you blow that up on a macro scale. So 5G essentially is going to connect the world like we've never seen before in a lot of good ways. And on a technical level, basically how 5G works um, from what I remember studying is that 5G separates the actual data that your phone is fetching from the cellular communications. Uh, don't quote me on that, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that's exactly what 5G is doing. Um, and it would make sense, and that's why they're supplementing the actual cell towers with these 5G boxes like the size of backpacks, and they're putting them like on street lamps and all over the place. Um, and while that's an easy adjustment for them to make, it's also uh, something to be cautionary of, to, to worry about a little bit. Um, because it might have some negative side effects. And that's the other thing I want to talk about. Uh, the positives and the negatives of 5G technology. So we talked about some of the positives already. One of them being that it's laying a technological foundation for our future. Um, it's also giving rise to technologies like blockchain so that they can exist practically everywhere and at high speeds so that it's actually practical to use. Um, while blockchain, for example, doesn't necessarily rely on internet speed to be fast, that it's an on-chain thing, um, it, it does allow more people to access the blockchain, to access a decentralized application on the blockchain, to access smart contract technology. Blockchain is built on the internet, and it's going to make the internet so much better, but you need to have internet to use the blockchain. So in order for that to work in more remote places and to work faster and better, you need to have better internet. 5G is a great solution for that. So they're going to complement each other very well. 
with that said, 5G does have some negatives that I really want to hone in on and talk about for a minute. Um, so there was a new study that just came out recently um, in 2019 in February, uh, just this past month, um, in Sweden that shows that 5G actually emits higher RF radiation in the 26.5 to 27.5 gigahertz range. Uh, these are microwaves. Uh, then they have been shown to have long-term side effects, neurobehavioral, hormonal, immunological, um, even to cause cancer long-term. And you'll find a lot of literature out there that's backed by a lot of these big companies, a lot of these big telecom companies that try to show you that these the RF radiation coming from these devices and coming from these cell towers are not harmful because they don't rattle your DNA apart. They don't vibrate the atoms in your DNA um, and on the cellular level. And while that's true, my background is in neuroscience. My um, I have a pretty strong science background. So I do understand um, from a technical standpoint, um, does RF radiation... Uh, cook you like a microwave no it does not is it rattling you apart right now no it's not that is a short-term side effect though the reality is that it does there's a well let me be careful there's a lot of studies that do prove that there are long-term side effects this study in sweden that just came out on 5g comparing it to 4g and 3g seems to be pretty on point with what they're saying and they seem to be very careful about it but they are pointing out the dangers of it and how it's pushing uh, the threshold of how close you can go without it actually being harmful I know back in the day uh, people used to stand by radio towers just to stay warm because the RF radiation would warm up their skin just on, on the surface level um, the studies the study has also shown the same February 2019 study in Sweden has shown that the RF radiation levels from 5G in the 26.5 to 27.5 gigahertz range has a low penetration in the body, so it does go beyond the skin. And it you also have to consider the fact, and they talk about this uh, at the same time, that um, it can have effect on nerve endings and capillaries that could influence deeper functions within the body as well. Um, your body is not a solid shell. Waves can move through it pretty easily if they're high enough wavelength and frequency. Um, so even at this gigahertz range for RF radiation being released by these devices, um, by 5G, um, even your cell phone, um, the World Health Organization actually considers RF radiation, especially from cell phones, to be a probable human carcinogen. That's the World Health Organization telling you that. Most people don't look that up, though. And that it also leads to potential brain cancer because it messes with um, your brain waves, and they've done EEG studies on this stuff. Um, again, my background is in neuroscience. I have a pretty good idea of what they're talking about when they say this. Um, so this is something to keep in mind. The study is by Carl Berg, February, February 2019, it's titled High Ambient Radio Frequency Radiation in Stockholm City, Sweden. It's very easy to find. I highly recommend that you look that one up. Um, it'll probably also link to some others. It's really easy to find. Just go to Google Scholar 
and type in high ambient radio frequency radiation in Stockholm, city, Sweden. Carlberg, February 2019. Or just look up 5G. It'll probably pop up. Um, but it's important to read these articles. A lot of people just read what's put out there on these websites. I, I went through Verizon's website. They put out a bunch of stuff saying that it's totally fine and there's it's below the federal regulated limit and you're safe and everything but in reality you got to look into the studies so go look those up and another fun fact the first power line was actually built in sweden in 1952 which is around the same time cancer rates began to skyrocket as a cause for mortality so it's interesting i wonder if um any of this stuff is correlated all right moving on from all the negativity 5g does have a lot of good parts to it. 5G is going to do a lot of good things for blockchain and tech in general. 5G, in terms of blockchain, is going to allow the integration of blockchain technology into the Internet of Things. So 5G is not only faster, it's going to give you more coverage, it's going to be easier to implement, it's pretty easy to implement, in other places it's going to help bring the Internet to people that don't quite have the best access to it, it's going to increase the speed for those that do have it. All in all, it's going to give more bandwidth, um, less bottleneck for tech like the IoT, which is basically you connecting more devices to the internet. To be able to do that and keep the same efficiency and the same productivity and functionality, you gotta have more internet. So when you function, excuse me when you plug in blockchain tech to that um, into what 5g can do you're going to get a lot of good things because blockchain is producing all kinds of applications decentralized applications DAOs, dags um, you name it smart contracts to do about anything nowadays and are just growing at a tremendous rate all this stuff needs reliable internet foundation so 5g is going to be great for that um Think on a more micro scale. What what could it do specifically? So blockchain with 5G can be propagated into vehicles for auto payments of tolls, parking meters, um, even for fast food. Imagine driving through um, Panda Express and automatically paying instead of having to go up to the teller and then getting your food and leaving even faster. Like faster food is what they should call it. Um You'll have greater mobile phone connectivity, which will obviously give rise to higher DAP usage on the go. So having your phones being able to function at a very high level and the rate that smartphones are still growing in terms of what they can do, like your smartphone is more powerful than most computers nowadays. Um, It's more powerful than the first space shuttle uh, that went to the moon or the, the or whatever it was um but you but think about it as think about blockchain as what it can do on mobile devices is tremendous and having more mobile connectivity is going to be very important for allowing blockchain to be something that can be mobile not something that's just um physical physically um available on a computer You want blockchain to be available on a smartphone. You want blockchain to go with you wherever you go. So having that option is very important for 5G as well. Um, 
So to conclude and kind of wrap up everything I said, what what is 5G doing? 5G is creating a technological foundation for technology for the future. With it, blockchain will be able to flourish and reach more people around the world. That is where the two are going to be very intertwined. So if you enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed um, the talk on 5G and blockchain, positives and negatives of 5G, which there isn't enough of today, um, you want to hear more about blockchain on this podcast in the future, go ahead and like it, leave a review, leave an honest review, um, trying to make this podcast as awesome as possible. Um, go to YouTube and check out the promo video for the Satoshi sequence and a billion other videos that are there. Go ahead and subscribe if you like it. I'm trying to post more often there. Follow on Instagram and Facebook to um, keep up with what Blockhash is doing every single day. Um, and when we have our next podcast, for the next podcast, I'm thinking about covering the Ethereum upgrade in quite a bit of detail because I think the Ethereum upgrade is going to be a very big hit or miss for the platform being that there are other blockchains that are really pushing to leapfrog ethereum which has not been done in quite a while Um, and since ethereum launched icos and smart contracts it's been very difficult for another blockchain like cardano and neo um, and a host of others to actually catch up and with the whole uh, bear market that's happened throughout 2018 and that's hopefully starting to fade and sizzle out um, this is very important for ethereum if they cannot get the i think it's called the constantinople constantinople upgrade to um, actually help ethereum if they have an attack vector if something goes wrong you're going to see ethereum probably decline there's a very good chance of that um, and would give rise to projects like cardano that are moving ahead at full steam pretty quickly projects like tron they're very in my opinion skeptical but could turn out to do some great stuff um projects like eos and neo that are kind of on the fringe but might be able to take a spot if ethereum can't grow ethereum has to be able to scale it has to be interoperable it has to be um more efficient um and it has to save more energy and then if it's going to move away from proof of work proof of stake has to be successful because cardano is about to do it um so this is a big moment in the history of blockchain especially for ethereum and i will probably cover that in the next podcast in detail anyways um thank you guys for listening and i will see you all next time